Namaste. My name is Neelima. Welcome to Reflections Along the Way podcast where you will be listening to reflections from experiences and learnings along my life's journey. In the last episode we reflected on what is self-realization and how a person of perfection who has self-realized lives his life now how do we get to that state of peace and tranquility and fulfillment to realize our true nature we have to clean away the conditionings that are covering our real nature this process of cleansing is called sadhana or spiritual practice now generally in the material world success is measured by how much we have earned how much do we produce how much do we acquire those are the way people measure success so basically material success depends on how much uh, how often we acquire and how many things we acquire so most times even spiritual seekers apply the same measures to determine how much they've progressed or how much they've achieved and um, sometimes there's a habit of congratulating oneself uh, based on the quantity they feel satisfied with the um, sadhana that they have done but one has to be very careful in um, spiritual path the spiritual progress cannot be measured by quantity they are false indicators in sadhana it's not how much we read but what is important is how much we've understood and how much we've reflected upon what we've understood and meditate upon the concepts that we've understood that is what gives us success in spiritual progress so it's the sincerity the quality the devotion the understanding with which we do our sadhana that determines our progress in spirituality as spiritual seekers often we find that we have done a lot of spiritual practices for years together but even then it seems as though we haven't made much progress when we look into our minds and the reasons for that are because we haven't uh, done enough in terms of quality to purify our minds and that comes as a result of uh, mind gaining Uh, deeper and deeper harmony now how does this harmony come harmony is a result of two processes one is discrimination or as it is called viveka in sanskrit and the other is detachment or dispassion which is called vairagya in sanskrit now viveka is the process of gaining clarity of the goal and the path to it and vairagya is the process of detaching from all the urges that are dissipating our energies 
and time. Once these two qualities are cultivated and developed, then there is an appreciation of the real and it is easy to detach from the false. Then the rest of the journey becomes very pleasant. It might not be very easy, but it becomes pleasant because the discriminatory wisdom is there with Viveka being developed. And it is easy to detach from uh, the urges that are dissipating our energies because Vairagya develops as a result of Viveka. A mind which is constantly rushing out to the world, into the world of objects, is full of desires and agitations. That state of mind is not conducive for contemplation upon the truth. When we withdraw the mind from the preoccupations with the objects of the world, that quietens the agitations in the mind and prepares the mind for contemplation. When the mind is calm, such a mind which is calm is able to discriminate or distinguish between the temporary objects of the world and the eternal principle of life. It's able to discriminate between the changing and the changeless, the real and the unreal, the imperishable and the perishable. We all have discriminatory power and we use that all the time in our lives. We can distinguish between good coffee and bad coffee. We can discriminate or distinguish between a loyal friend and a not-so-loyal friend. We discriminate all the time and make choices to buy things like buy a car, buy a house. We are using our discriminatory power all the time. Now, let's try to apply this discriminatory power to the spiritual field. We know that time is a product of mind and it has no separate existence from the mind. We also know that Brahman transcends the mind. So therefore, Brahman cannot be bound by time. We may not have experienced Brahman directly, but we can intellectually have a conviction that it is timeless, it is changeless and that it, its nature is imperishable. Once that conviction becomes stronger and stronger in us, then we get the ability to reject everything that is not permanent. So in that way, we can easily discriminate between the permanent and the temporary, the changeless and the changing, the imperishable and the perishable, and the unconditional self and the conditionings that are veiling the self. Adishankaracharya ji in Atma Bodha says that by the process of negation of the conditionings which are known as upadhis in Sanskrit, with the help of the scriptural statement neti neti which means not this, not this. The oneness of the individual soul and the supreme soul as indicated by the great Mahavakyas is realized. <laughs>
as seekers of the truth we analyze our various upadis the body and the sense objects it perceives the mind and its feelings the intellect and its thoughts and with the power of discrimination viveka we go through each one of these and we reject one by one saying that it's not self we reject even time space and causality because they are the perceptions of the mind and intellect in this process of negation not this not this neeti neeti we realize that we are not these veilings but the pure supreme self itself once our mind develops viveka and the discriminatory wisdom detachment comes very naturally even in our daily lives we experience this for example in our dream we might have met a lovely person and you love that person dearly but once we are awake we cannot maintain attachment to that lovely person that we met in the dream because that's foolish the moment we are awake we realize that the dream was false right so the mind effortlessly detaches from that falsehood of the dream before our minds have the capacity to contemplate on the higher and to realize self we have to develop detachment from the fascinations of the world and that detachment has to be at the mental level we cannot achieve true detachment just by merely detaching at the physical level but it has to be by maintaining a proper mental relationship to the objects of the world we have to renounce from the infatuations of the objects of the world and rediscover our true nature within many a times this word detachment is misunderstood most people without understanding properly they have a sense of fear when they hear this word because they perceive as though it's a condition of living death rather than living life better and more fully some people use this word as a form of escapism to abandon responsibilities and duties every human being has a purpose in life and we should use the world to fulfill it in fact the hindu way of life prescribes that we live a life of dharma that is we do our duties and responsibilities the world provides us with a field uh, to exhaust our vasanas the inherent tendencies that we all have but while on this path of evolution what we do is we get infatuated with the world of objects and with our loved ones and these attractions distract us from our goal the scriptures advises that while remaining in the world we develop and maintain the right relationship to it now how do we practice detachment we can start by questioning ourselves like who is my wife 
who is my husband who is my mother who is my father who was my father before i was born who was my husband before i married him why and how did i develop such attachment to him where was my daughter or son before i gave birth to them where was i before i appeared in this world and all these questions by reflecting on all these questions again and again we develop detachment from the world and eventually it leads to the question who am i once we start uh, such self introspection we in ourselves we kindle this desire to seek the pure self that is beyond all these objects of the world and beyond any attachments that we may cherish with other human beings we can't just detach from the false relationships to the world without attaching ourselves to something higher we need to substitute the detachment from the lower by attachment to the higher so for this purpose the scriptures give us plenty of advice to cultivate healthy contacts in all levels of our personalities it guides us by saying that we have to associate with good people we have to maintain noble and pure emotions we have to study and reflect upon the truths indicated by the scriptures maintaining contacts with the higher values of life is called satsang satsanga in sanskrit means good company satsang helps us to stabilize um our sense of detachment and it helps us to get rid of the delusions that we have in our minds because of our ignorance so satsang is like a fortress we built uh, around ourselves to protect us against the temptations that we have in our daily lives many things people circumstances will try to pull us away from our spiritual path we might be very determined and we we might have knowledge of all the scriptural texts and all but there are high chances that we will be lured away from it through the influence of people with lower goals therefore it's really really important for a spiritual seeker to seek out the company of the good as a result of the influence of this company we are able to have this capacity to withdraw from all the temptations and attractions of the world and to find the calmness in the mind that comes because of dispassion now another source of extreme attachment is our body we all share a weakness a common weakness to pamper it the body no doubt has its part to play both in you know material and spiritual progress but to spend all our time in merely beautifying it and trying to maintain its you know never ending demands is detrimental to our progress now the body has like you know it's glorious as long as life exists but as soon as the breath leaves it even those who are very 
close to us, our near and dear ones are repelled by it. So what it indicates is that the respect of the body is not because of the physical structure, how it looks. It is because of the life principle in it. So as spiritual students, we must develop a new relationship to the body. We should have the right attitude, which is to play in the world as a sport, to consider all activities as hobbies. But while doing that, we maintain a vision of the ultimate goal of any human existence, that is, realization of our true self. Even with all this knowledge, many of us postpone this deeper spiritual practice because we get entangled with the life's activities. In childhood, we waste our days in playing with toys and games. In youth, we consume our time with pursuing passions, lust. Our attachment with the toys is gone in youth. But we waste our time and energy by coating the objects of love. In middle years, we are very busy accumulating stuff for ourselves and our family. In old age, our mind is filled with agitations, being constantly worried over one thing or the other. This way, at every stage of our lives, we are constantly preoccupied with something or the other, which leaves us no time or inclination to turn our attention toward the divine. We cannot wait to be free from the worldly entanglements because that time will never come. So it's really foolish and absurd to wait to undertake the spiritual path. It is like waiting for the waves to subside before taking a swim in the sea. So, as spiritual students, to progress on our path, we have to cultivate mental dispassion towards the objects of the world, irrespective of which stage we are in life. Thank you for listening to today's reflections. If you would like to connect with me, please visit bluishmuse.com. Until next time, Namaste.